0: Here's Randy. Good morning on July 1st. Wow, July 1st already. Um, this is Randy Fine. I'm your show host. Uh, you know, so many people, men and women, have experienced domestic violence and domestic abuse. And um, if you're listening to me, chances are you're somewhat interested in narcissistic abuse, which is also considered domestic abuse. But today we're going to focus on women's empowerment because today's special guest, who is a women's empowerment advocate and domestic abuse survivor, Penny Crockett, she says, according to the National Institute of Health, one in three adult women in the U.S. have been victims. But as hard as this is to imagine while going through it, it can turn the heartbreak, you can turn the heartbreak, pain, and disillusionment of domestic abuse into a meaningful and fulfilling life. Penny Crockett, author of Dangerous Love, From Battered to Boss Lady, and the CEO and founder of Penny's Tea, discovers how to turn pain into passion and profit, and now helps others do the same. Good morning, Penny, and Welcome. So good to have you. Good morning. Thank you for having me, Randy. <laughs> My pleasure. <clears throat> your story is one of the more extreme ones, and you're lucky to be alive, really. Um, it mm-hmm. started off as I, as I understand, um, you, you really had no idea what domestic violence was or domestic abuse was, and your mom met this very handsome man that looked like. Um, like, what's his name? R-something Kelly. R, yeah. R <laughs> Kelly. Kelly? Yeah. R-Kelly. R-Kelly, yeah. So, um, and she thought he would be a good match for you. And so you met him and, you know, you, you were interested in him. But it turned sour very quickly.
1: And, mm-hmm.
0: um, yeah, you, will call, you call your abuser it. So we're going to refer to him as it. And I like that because he doesn't deserve to have a name. So tell us a little bit about your story. Yeah, tell us about your story. Okay.
1: Um, Like, where do I begin with this? Okay, I didn't even know that I was going through a domestic violence situation. Um, I was like any other woman, just looking for love, you know. But instead, I was met with emotional, um, sexual... Abuse, um, verbal abuse, any kind of abuse you can imagine, I began to experience it. Um, It just came out of nowhere. And, you know, you begin to think, am I losing my mind? Am I really imagining this or is this really happening to me? And it wasn't something that I can really talk to somebody about because I didn't understand what I was going through. You know, um, at the time, I was a college professor, and so it was not something I was accustomed to. Um, My best friend was a doctor, and so it was not something that I had experienced. It's not something that I grew up with. So it was nothing relatable. And so I was so confused as to what this was. And so a part of me was embarrassed to even talk to my friends about what was going on with me. So it was something that I actually hid because I didn't have a name for it. I'm just thinking I'm in a bad relationship with a bad guy, and how do I stay alive and keep my kids alive in this process, and how do I get out? But I didn't have a name for it. I did know the name at that time was domestic
0: violence. And he, you know, you were physically violated. You were raped. He yeah. he took a, a bent wire hanger and inscribed the letter A between your breasts.
1: <clears throat> I it mean, did. he
0: did. He pulled you by your hair. He dragged you. I mean, he. there's pretty much... You know nothing he did except, um, you know, he just didn't kill you, but he did try more than once, right?
1: He did twice. He
0: did. And you came to find out that he was married. That yeah. Um, he had committed homicide at least two times twice. before. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So while you were in this relationship with him or this hostage situation, as I like to call it, because it's not a relationship. It was not a relationship at all. Um, While you were in this, was he flipping back and forth between monster and I'm so sorry, I love you?
1: Absolutely. And so it was so confusing. Then every time I would try to escape, he comes back with an apology. I'm sorry, 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 I would never do this again. And then he became—he began to stalk me. I had never experienced stalking in my life. Everywhere I went, he was there. He would show up. He had a journal on me. And I ended up finding this journal towards the end, and it was all these entries of where I've been over the years. And he was at places that I never thought he was at. And wow! Are putting but, tracking devices on my car?
0: Oh my gosh, that is so hard to escape from. Um, you know, you did finally emancipate yourself, but you know, but it was after what two years or how long? What how long were you with this creature before you finally were able to escape? It was a total four
1: years but i began to make an escape plan after two but in the process of making that escape plan i knew it was a strong chance that i might die but i was willing to take the chance because i felt like i was already dead you know i would tell people i was a dead woman walking because that's literally how i felt i was literally dead in the inside my soul was dead i tried to kill myself i was in a hospital for taking pills I just didn't want to live anymore because what I was, in, what he was,
0: conflicting on me.
1: I was already a dead woman.
0: So, did you engage law enforcement? Um, at that time, no.
1: Because I knew that he would have killed me if I did.
0: And you also say that you were concerned about his family members and people that he knew, that even if mm-hmm. they incarcerated him, they would come after you. The other people would come after you, right? Absolutely. His mother had been incarcerated for murder herself. Oh, my gosh. But you, But none of this came to the surface until when? When did you start to realize who you were actually with?
1: I want to say within the first two years. And so that's when I began to make an escape plan to get out. But it took an additional two years for me to finally get out.
0: And you did that by convincing him he should go back to school. And I guess he was going to live where the school was, right? Right,
1: which was in another state.
0: So after when you told him that it was over what happened after that
1: um the last day that i saw him he told me that the next time that he see me he's going to rearrange my face so that my own mother won't be able to recognize me Mm
0: So what, what did you do to protect yourself, if anything?
1: Um, well, after that last time, he ended up busting out the windows out of my house, and I called the police, and they gave me a brochure on domestic violence. Um, that was not the first brochure that I had received, but a friend of mine told me to call the number on the brochure, and that was the first time I had begun the process of the healing of domestic violence by calling that number.
0: So and that's where lived, my
1: protection begins.
0: So you lived a, a really a, a very safe life prior, up until that point, right? You didn't. I mean, if you didn't know about domestic violence and domestic abuse, um, because that touches a lot of people's lives, but it never touched yours. Uh, so, what was your life? life like prior to this were you were you just innocent and naive, or I know you were smart and you were successful, you know, but um as far as love goes, you may while I was with him before I met him before you met him, what were you like oh I was, you- I was happy go lucky. I was a
1: married woman, I was with my husband for over ten years um it was, it was different, I guess I was naive because I was In la-la land, I just, I never had experienced that kind of a life before.
0: Did your marriage break up prior to you meeting it? It did.
1: And so, you know, I began to blame myself for maybe jumping out there, you know, too quickly after my divorce. I think I had only been divorced about a year before meeting it. And I thought, well, maybe I should have waited a little bit longer to heal from my, my divorce. You know, we always try to blame ourselves, but then I realized I am both not going to put this on me because I didn't even know anything about narcissistic men in the first place. I had never even heard of that terminology, you know, back then, something that was taught at my university for sure and it wasn't a word or a term that i was familiar with at that time right. and i didn't know anyone that was going through that so i had nothing to relate it to
0: so i guess after a while i mean you know initially you feel very betrayed but after a while you lose your fight the fight goes out of you i mean it's you develop learned helplessness you just succumb to it because Fighting against it makes it worse, right?
1: Yeah, during that time, I did give in to it because I became exhausted. Like I said, I was a dead woman walking. I was just exhausted. But I began to live for my children, and that was the escape plan. I'm going to get out of this because my kids deserve a mother.
0: Mm. You know, it's amazing how... Yeah, keep going. I, I want to hear the rest of that.
1: So, so that, was, that was a fight. It was for my children.
0: Mm-hmm. You know, it's amazing how children can be such a motivator. My daughter, when I had my first child, she was a motivator for me to change my life and to get out of a very bad relationship um, because I wasn't going to subject her to what I had experienced my whole life. So, you know, so I get it. How old were your children when you met it? My
1: youngest was six. I think my oldest was about 10.
0: And what did they witness, if anything?
1: Oh, they witnessed a lot. Um, Even now to this day, my youngest has issues with men because she witnessed a lot during that time of our relationship. Mm. Because by the time that he left the relationship, she was in elementary school. Probably about to head into high school, and my oldest was in high school.
0: so did you get have you gotten her help for that counseling for that? Yes yeah, she was she was she was in counseling for five years and I was in counseling for four years. okay, but
1: still somewhere along that path, um she has no trust in men to this day. It's very hard for her to trust men. Right, and we both are very cautious. Um, It's just something that's very, it's instilled in us as far as safety. Safety is very important to us. Um, Like I have an alarm. You know, I have two alarms in my house, actually. Like it's just certain safety measures that we take, you know, when we go into stores, we're making sure that there's no vans or, or people following us. It's just certain safety things that we're always watching since I was followed and I was stopped for so long. I'm always making sure I'm not being followed or stopped. It's just something that's instilled within me that's still within her because she was with
0: me all the time. Have they, have they ever, did they ever catch him and prosecute him?
1: They was never able to catch him.
0: However, he ended
1: up going to jail um, for something else, and he tried to get me locked up with him. Ironically,
0: um, How did I had received he do
1: that? a phone. I had received a phone call and said that my car was involved in a robbery, and I said that's impossible because my car has been in storage for over six months, locked up. But he was in jail I think, for two two to three years for whatever crime that he had committed. but it's amazing
0: how he tried to drag me into his crime. Was it hard to defend yourself or or was it pretty easy because you had the you know you had the evidence? um no, I just told them that my car has been locked up,
1: and they mm-hmm. didn't ask for no proof and so they asked me to come down to the station, and I said, I'm not doing that. And I never heard from that detective again.
0: As a matter of fact, I ended up selling that car. I guess you did. Um, so he never actually got access to the car, or he he did? He, he got access, no, used no. it in a robbery? Hmm. No. The car had been locked up
1: in storage literally for six months. I had bought me a brand-new car. So the car that he said was used was locked up, and it was only one set
0: of keys, and I had the keys. Okay, all right. So he didn't. So that was a complete lie. He is something else. Somebody else. Okay. (laughs) Well, surprise, surprise, right? Mm. So Penny, um, you went through a lot, and um, thank God you got out alive. Mm -hmm. What? How did you begin to rebuild your life?
1: The turning point for me is when I began to make tea, actually. Um, It was something about making tea that I began to heal. It was something about coming up with all these different tea concoctions. And so I tell people that health and wellness can make you heal. And so I turned it now into an empire, literally, whereas I'm in over 600 grocery stores across 26 states. And it fueled my fire to continue. So every bottle of tea sold goes back to the same shelter that saved me and my daughter's life. Wow. That is so, so incredible. I do it for the people. Mm-hmm. Like I literally do this for the women of domestic violence. The business is really no longer about me. I do it to save other people's lives. Literally.
0: How long were you in the shelter? Um, a year. And counseling for four years. Wow. What, did you, what was it like living in that shelter? Did they help you get an education or they help you get counseling or, um, you know, what did you do for no, that well, year? They've been, they've been helping me get education because I already had a master's degree
1: um, at the time. Um, they just provide a safe place so they can put you up in an apartment for a year so you can feel safe. Like my whole thing was to feel safe. I needed to feel safe, and then after that, um, I bought me a home in another in another area. I totally moved from where I was at, and this is where I've been now.
0: How far away are you living now from where you were? I'm I'm, I'm about thirty minutes away. Okay. Do you still have fear? I mean, obviously you do because. You know, you're always looking around you. You're hypervigilant, you know, which is um, a sign of PTSD or, in your case, probably complex PTSD. So you're always looking around you. I don't know if I will call it fear. I do have this whole thing about I have to feel safe.
1: Like, I just, you no. Know, I don't care if I'm out of town. I have to feel safe. Like, when I get in the car, I would immediately lock my car door. Mm-hmm. Like, everything about me is safety. Everywhere I go, if I go into the grocery store, I'm going to carry a knife. Like, everything, I have to feel safe no matter where I'm at.
0: Did you ever take um, self-defense courses? I have.
1: Good and it's you. something that will probably all, always be just a part of me to know that I'm safe. And so even someone that I'm dating, I will always make sure that they're bigger and tougher than he is, that he can get his butt kicked, you know? <laughs>
0: <laughs> Should you run into him? Right. Oh, wow. Right. I, just, I have to feel safe. <laughs> <laughs> so you date you date large men, <laughs> large, strong right. men. To wow. make sure that, you know, I'm feeling safe at all times. Okay. Well, I get it. Um, you know, I was when I was <laughs> when I was in my early 20s, I was the um, the victim of um, a home invasion rape. And it happened while I was sleeping and it came they came in, he came into my apartment. And oh, so Oh, so sorry. Well, thank you, but you know, it's it's okay. Listen, we learn from these things, right, Penny? So, but yeah. to this day, I will not sleep without an alarm. I will not sleep with my windows open. Um, If I go out of the house for a walk, the alarm goes on because I want to make sure when I come back in that house, nobody's waiting for me. So I get it. These kind of things last. They stick with you. Forever. Forever. Absolutely forever. And, you know, and I am not triggered by this memory. I am okay with it. I can talk about it. But the safety part of it has stayed with me. So I completely understand. I do. You know, I, I do the same thing when I get in my car. I lock it real fast. <laughs> so have you had any encounters with him since you got away from him or seen him? I have. I had always wondered what that
1: would feel like. And I guess the Lord answered me. Then I told the Lord, I don't ever have to experience that again.
0: <laughs>
1: so, um, what happened where were it you was my, I was at uh, it happened twice within a month and after that I said Lord I'm good we don't ever have to do this again it was about <laughs> six years ago my daughter was we were planning for her to go to college and we were just getting some knickknacks for her in preparation to know she's graduated since then so I'm in Walgreens I'm at the cashier he walks through the door Oh, and terror took you over, right? In the inside, it did. But I'm smiling because I was having, and normally I don't even talk to cashiers. But for some reason, I'm laughing with this cashier, and we're engaging in conversation. He comes through the door. I finish cashing out. He walks in. I walk out. I'm walking fast to my car. Get in. I drive the opposite way of my home just in case he begins to follow me. And I'm in
0: pure panic mode.
1: Did, yeah, he, I like he, did he did not
0: like that. No, I, I'm sure he <laughs> didn't. So that was so no. he didn't. Did he say anything to you and did he try to do anything? Well,
1: I was in my car. I was driving
0: so fast that
1: if he did, I probably he probably I would have lost him. Like, I was flying. I probably got stopped by the police. But I was flying out of that Walgreens okay. parking lot.
0: Okay. I get it. Yeah. Then, then, then two weeks later,
1: I see him again. It was a Walmart down the street from that same Walgreens. Me and my daughter was together this time. We was returning something she received from a part, from our trunk party for her, for her going to college. We go in to Walmart. We're pushing the cart. He crosses, us, crosses the path of the cart. I don't even know if he saw us. I immediately grabbed my daughter, turned around. She never asked. She didn't say, Mom, why are we leaving? She said nothing. And I'm so glad she never spoke because he probably would have knew her voice. And we immediately got in the car, and I told her what happened. I have not been back to that
0: Walmart or that Walgreens since. And that was six years ago. Wow. So you don't think he that he follows you there? It just happened to be a coincidence? Yeah, I think that he must have lived in the area
1: or knew someone lived in that area. But I never went back to either store ever again. Mm. And I don't go to any stores in that area, ever.
0: Wow. Whew. What an experience. And so me and to
1: talk. I said, Lord, uh, we don't have to do this no more. I'm okay. <laughs> and, I'm, I'm and that was it. That was it. That, that was it. That was it. Yeah, that was six years ago.
0: So... Um, So you got this idea to start this company, Making Tea. And Mm -hmm. did you know right off the bat that this is what you were going to do, or was this something that sort of developed over time? No, I did not. I went to the doctor,
1: and I was diagnosed with irritable bowel syndrome. And the doctor told me that um, it was stress-induced due to my domestic violence situation. But still, at that time, I was in denial that I was going through any kind of domestic violence situation. But I went home because I really didn't want another pharmaceutical drug inside of my body. So I took to the Internet, and so many different things came up. But what caught my eye was tea. I began to order all these different teas, and my first tea was a detox tea that actually rid me of all of my IBS symptoms and I made it where you can actually lose weight. So I told my mother about it, and she told some friends, and they was losing up to 10 pounds on this detox tea. And I'm like, okay, I'm on to something here, but I didn't know anything about tea or the tea business or the tea industry. So because I'm a professional student, I decided to go to school for tea to become a <laughs> where do, you do,
0: where, do you, where do you go to school for tea? How do you do that? <sighs> Well, I actually went to school in Kentucky for tea, but you can actually take tea classes
1: online as well. So I've did both. I've done both. Because I wanted to turn it into a business and to give something back to the consumer. So I became a tea sommelier. And that was the birthing of Penny's Teas. So I started with like 50 loose-leaf teas on my website. And I'll begin to do all these different events and trade shows and farmer's markets. And people were saying, oh, my God, this tea is so delicious. You should put it in a bottle. And after hearing that for about three years, about three years ago, I decided to put Penny's tea into a bottle. And we have three bottled teas now. And I'm coming out with our fourth bottle of tea this year, and it will be called Lavender Breeze. It's going to be purple in color. To represent domestic
0: violence. Oh, isn't that amazing, Penny? What a Thank great, you. what a great idea, and what a and what a great plan that you have, and um and you're successful at it, which is even better. Um, how did you know how to do the marketing for this? Everything has really been trial and error, literally
1: trial and error. And I've hired different companies to help with marketing. I've lost money with some companies. Some companies are better than others. So it's really been trial and error. I've met some amazing people over the years. Um, I've begun to network. Um, I've met so many people in the entrepreneurship circle because I didn't come from entrepreneurship. You know, I was a college professor. And before being a college professor, I was an engineer. So I didn't know anything about entrepreneurship or business. So I really had to put myself out there into that world. And it's a different world being in the, the consumer packaged goods space because the space that I'm in, it's male-dominated in terms of beverage. And so I'm fighting with the people of Pepsi and Coca-Cola and trying to get on in shelf space. Like I just got into Gilson's. And they're out in California. So the people in California, you can find Penny's Tea out there at that store. But I'm super excited about all of the opportunities that I'm being awarded. So I just keep fighting, I keep grinding,
0: and I'm just happy that I'm able to help so many people for all of the
1: stores that I'm
0: currently in. And you're in? You said you're in 600 stores across the United States. And that's across 26 states. That is incredible. Are you um, do you consider this, you know, healthy to health food tea, or you know, for like um a place like Whole Foods, or are you really mainstream with this?
1: I do consider it to be a healthy tea. Um, I am working on my next set of teas to have a lower sugar content for people that's more 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 health conscious. Now it is a lower dose of sugar than you will find in soda, but I am considered more on the healthy side. So you could find my product at a Whole Foods.
0: Okay, so but I am so, I am in
1: the natural set.
0: Okay, so okay, so your teas contain sugar, so they're not just loose leaf teas. Um, they're right. my my bottle okay.
1: my bottle of tea does contain sugar.
0: Okay, okay, got it, got it. What kind of flavors do you have now? I have ginger peach, and that is the fan favorite. It's our green tea,
1: and then we have our strawberry kisses tea, and then we have tropical bliss,
0: and that's our herbal tea.
1: Mmm.
0: Sounds good. Sounds really good. They're they're truly they're truly delicious. Mmm. Well, I don't do sugar, um, and I don't like artificial sugar either. I don't like artificial sweeteners. I've kind of trained my palate to not need it. But um, oh wow, that's some, that's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm a water drinker, so that's really the only thing that I drink. So I really don't, you know, I'm not like a a soda, soft drink drinker or anything like that, or a juice drinker. It's really water. So I don't need, I don't require. Um, that kind of, uh, you know, taste in, in my beverage. But, um, but yeah, it, sound, it does sound delicious. So what kind of, mm-hmm, um, yeah. what kind of um, effects do these teas um, promote? Like what kind of health do they promote? Or do they each have um, like a range of symptoms that they would help for, help with? Um, they're all
1: different and unique in their own way. Like It would help you with your gut, um, arthritis, inflammation, um, tummy, headaches, any kind of different pains. i try trying to pinpoint different elements, your everyday elements that you would have going on if you have a headache. Whatever element that you typically have, I have a T for it. And
0: that, it was that's important amazing. for
1: me to find... Something that was going to trigger something.
0: So do you package it? And I wanted to
1: make a tea for it.
0: Do you package it with the symptom? Like, like I know traditional traditional medicines has a whole line of you know of um, of teas for various symptoms. So that's how you do. That's how you package it. We do. Mm. And we just
1: we're coming out with new packaging that will even show you more of how the elements align.
0: So what is the functional tea? Functional tea. Okay, that sounds good. What um what is a common ingredient? Do you use? So you said uh, one is a green tea. Um, you mm-hmm. use herbal tea and what other kind of um, you use black um, tea? Black tea, black mm-hmm.
1: tea, herbal tea, and green tea are our three top teas. Mm.
0: Where do you get that from? Do you import that, or is that available here in the United States? It is here, and I do get some tea from Canada. Hmm. Okay, and so and I guess you have a warehouse and a a facility where this is all put together, right? We do. We also
1: have a facility out in Canada as well as we have a facility here in the States.
0: Wow, Penny, you're amazing. You're amazing. Thank you. Thank you. You know, and... Yeah. So how do you relate what you went through to your success? Mm. I want to say
1: I didn't want my situation to define me because what happened to me is not who I am. It's a situation that happened, but I wanted to turn it into something good. I wanted to take that sour situation and make some sweet tea out of it, and that's exactly what I did. And I want to show other women that because something bad happened to you in your life, it doesn't have to be the end of your life.
0: That is so true. It's absolutely true, and we do. It's very hard when you're in the middle of these kind of situations to see that there's a silver lining or that there's a Mm -hmm. life life beyond it. It's very hard to see it, but there truly is. is. Generally, life is better on the other side. Do you believe that that after domestic abuse and domestic violence, that you should have some kind of professional therapy? Oh, absolutely.
1: Um, I think it's very important for your mental health, um, it's very important for your stability and for your healing. Um We all heal differently, and so I just think that is something that everybody needs before, after, and later. like i'm I'm in therapy now. Therapy is just important. I think yeah. I don't ever stop it. You need therapy at just different points and times in your life for a complete right. healing.
0: Yeah. I mean, I, what I find is it comes up in stages. So you, you may get to yeah. a level and be good with that. And then they'll, you know, maybe a year later or months later, something else will rise up and um, because it's all, it's too much to deal with all at once. So it does Absolutely. come up in stages. Yeah. How did you know that you were recovered from this and ready to move forward? Mm.
1: I think when I began to start dating, and I wasn't even 100% sure even in that moment, but I wanted to take a chance at love again because, once again, I didn't want my situation to define who I was. It was something that happened to me, but it wasn't who I was as a person. And so I'm going to say that was that moment is when I began to start dating.
0: You felt ready. How long after um, after you um, broke up with him did you begin dating again? How many years did that take or months? It took two years. Two years, okay. I think that's a fair amount of time. I really do. I don't think it's good to get into it too soon um, because you can be very well, vulnerable. I needed that time. <laughs> I needed yeah. that
1: time for me, and I needed to make sure that I wasn't going to make the same mistakes again. Um, and then I had to vet the people, like, everyone you meet is not your person. And then I had a list. If you began to show any signs of what I'm thinking is going to be abusive behavior, I couldn't date you. Like, I wouldn't even go out on a date. I started with a phone call conversation first. So anything in the telephone conversation that showed me that you were crazy, basically, <laughs> I was not want <laughs> to meet you in person.
0: And, and from what I know about, yeah, from what I know about the world and especially the dating world, these kind of predators are, <laughs> um, they're more of those than there are the nice guys, I think. There's a lot mm-hmm. that you tend to meet, right?
1: Yeah, it's a lot of crazies out there, for sure. So you had to
0: filter through a lot. Have you, have you found love? I have. It took a long time, but I have. Well, that's wonderful. And uh, what is it about this particular person that um, makes you feel safe and um, that you can trust? They knew
1: they knew what they wanted, um, and they were just different, just different than anything that I had experienced before. Very mature, older than me. And just very mature. And large.
0: <laughs> yeah, and large. And just and, and <laughs> seasoned. And just very well seasoned. Okay. And how long have you been together? Almost a year. Congratulations. This
1: is very this is very new. Thank you.
0: <laughs> do your daughters like him? They do. They do. They they wanna see mommy happy. So yeah. <laughs> yeah. and, I, and I read in your book when um when one of your daughters first met Ick, she had a, <laughs> a mm. terrible reaction to him. It's she amazing said, how mommy, she picked no. up on it. <laughs> she I
1: mean,
0: cried you know. and cried and
1: said, Mommy, no. <laughs> this is not it."
0: <laughs> amazing.
1: Yeah, she knew. She knew very early on. What do you think she saw? Yeah. She Probably the devil. (laughs)
0: Because kids can
1: see things that we can't see.
0: That's true. She saw his
1: horns.
0: (gasps) Amazing. She did. And she never liked
1: him. He never liked her. Well, that's a good thing because she didn't
0: get attached. Was that
1: your younger one or your older one? That was the youngest.
0: Okay. But she's the one that's having trouble um, Trouble. trusting men. Yeah, Yeah, trusting men. That's so sad. How old is she now? She is 24. Has she been in a relationship? No. Okay. No. Okay. Well, it may take her a while or the right person coming into her life. Yeah, I continue to pray that she finds love
1: or that she lets love in. Let's say that, that she lets love in. Yes. And I'm I'm going to write a book on domestic violence through her eyes because sometimes we don't see the story through your child's eyes and what she saw during that time and how it affected her.
0: I love that idea. That's a great idea, Penny. Yeah. You'll have to let me know when, you know, when you're finished with that and we'll bring you back and we'll talk about it. Okay.
1: Yeah. Because it's important because how it's still affecting her today as an adult woman from my actions. And it hurts. It bothers me. And so I want her to be able to tell her story and I want to be able to write about it so she can help somebody else as well.
0: Do you feel guilty? for bringing that man into her absolutely. life?
1: absolutely, Yes, okay. every day. And so I try to make up for it by overdoing it at Christmas, overdoing it for her birthday, overly spoiling her.
0: Has she forgiven you? Has yeah. she said, I forgive you? Um, she has. Okay. So what is not good enough about that, that she forgives you? Um, I think it's just
1: still the mommy guilt. Yeah.
0: Because she's not in a
1: successful relationship. She hasn't found love. She's not married. She doesn't have children. You know.
0: Right.
1: Mhm. What is her feeling? You know, I look at it as my fault. Um, mm-hmm. I guess safety. She won't even let a man get close enough to her. Because, okay. like she has, like she must have a book, like me, a checkbook. You do this, you do this. I don't talk to you no more. Because they don't last that long.
0: It sounds like it's bordering like a phobia almost. And I told her she need more therapy. Yeah, I think to figure so. out
1: to figure out what the problem is that's causing
0: the issue. Right, and. She probably was not, or maybe she hasn't found the right therapist, because it's very important. I'm sure you know this. When you seek out a therapist, not everyone is going to be the right fit for you. Did you did you find the right therapist all, right off the bat? Um, even my own therapist for domestic violence,
1: um, I don't think she was the right person at that time, because she was fresh out of college. I was her very first person. Oh, and so I don't think she was the perfect person for me. Um, and so maybe that's why I'm still having issues today, and that's probably why I'm in therapy currently.
0: Okay. Okay. And so, so, so my what...
1: daughter, I'm not sure, she had therapy for five years and up until oh, she my... went to college. And so maybe because oh, my... she was so young having therapy, I think that as an adult, a young adult now, I think she needs it again at this part of her life.
0: Does she, have, have either of you, um, either of you done any trauma-releasing procedures like um, EMDR or, you know, anything like that? No, never heard of it. Okay. All right. So what I would recommend is that um, you find trauma-based therapists, not just okay. psychologists, but, and there are many therapists who specialize in trauma. That's what you need, and that's what your daughter okay. needs because they will know okay. ways to do this. I mean, I also do a trauma um, in, as a coach. I also do something called neurobilateral processing, which is a way of um, taking the emotional charge out of memories and flashbacks. So um, I do that as well. But, yeah, um, that would be the direction I would definitely send you in. I think you're going to get a lot more out of that.
1: Thank you. Okay. I've never heard of it before.
0: Mm-hmm. You'll see that there's a lot of therapists who, who say that they're trauma therapists. Where um, Where do you live? Oh, I'm in Chicago. Okay. Well, guess the suburb of Chicago, but Chicago. Mm-hmm. I don't think I know anybody there right off the bat. I know somebody in California, but um, but that's okay. You'll find them. That'll be very accessible okay. to you. And, yeah, and I'd love for you to com- you know, contact me and let me know how it's going. And if, if you find, you know, the work that I do, the difference in the work that I do, and I'm not a therapist. I am a coach. I'm not a licensed therapist, but I am highly um, experienced and educated on narcissistic abuse. And so when people come to me, generally they've been – To many therapists or they've spent years in therapy but the core issue has never been found and I go to the core issue I work from the core issue out to promote healing Um, and because I was um, my childhood experience was that of um, narcissistic abuse so I knew what it you know took to overcome it and I can help other people do that. So in my in this particular um, niche, that's how I do it. But I think that any kind of relationship um, abuse, emotional abuse, physical abuse, whatever it is, uh, sexual abuse, I think that it does require a specialist like a trauma-based therapist. And um, you can look uh, look up EMDR, eye movement desensitization desensitization um it's one way they they use it a lot with uh, veterans coming out of the service okay. um it's it's, hmm. okay. it's very well known yeah. yeah and there's actually online there's a virtual emdr you can it, that's exactly what it's called it's called virtual emdr and um, you can do it right there without having to engage with a therapist so just to kind of get a feel for it, I think there's, um, I think with that, there's like a 30 day or maybe less trial where you can play around with it to see if you like it before you have to invest in it. Maybe it's not, maybe it's a week. I don't really know. Yeah. Okay. But I and I think they do give you that opportunity to play around with it. So I hate to, you know, okay. I hate to think that your daughter's going to suffer like this for the rest of her life. She doesn't have to. But she um you know, what happens with trauma is it lodges in our right brain. And once it's in there, we can't access it with our left brain. And the only way to do that is through certain trauma-based techniques that integrate both the left and the right. Tapping is one way that this is done. Uh, so you integrate it so it can be released. But if you don't, if someone doesn't know how to do that with you, then it's going to stay stuck in that, in your right brain and it will continue to affect your life. Mm. So that's what's happening with, you know, at least with her, there's trauma. There's, um, you know, she, I'm sure she has complex PTSD and, um, I don't know if you still do. Sometimes you can work through those things. But, you know, you still have some of the signs of, um, of you know, hypervigilance and fear and things like that. So not to say that you shouldn't, because I believe you should. <laughs> I believe you should go through life <laughs> like that. <laughs> you do. You need to do that. You, you almost lost your life. So, but anyway, those are some recommendations I can give you that I hope will help you. Thank you.
1: Thank you. I yeah. oh, will definitely
0: look into those. Yeah, I appreciate it. So, um, so, your book is called "Dangerous Love: From Battered, Battered to Boss Lady," um, and yes. uh, this this book is available where?
1: You can find it on Amazon,
0: as well as my website, MissPenny dot com.
1: Those are the okay. two places that you can currently find it.
0: And Penny is P E N N I E, right? Correct. Okay. And so your website is Miss Penny, or is it MS, Miss Penny?
1: Yeah, m.com, and
0: .com. it's on Amazon as well. Okay. And do you have women that reach out to you? I do all the time, either for coaching or, you know, just for prayer, just for different things. Okay. You know, I try to so, be an
1: inspiration to all.
0: Okay. So if anybody's listening and they want to reach out to Penny, you know how to do that. Okay. Mm-hmm. Wow, mm-hmm. great, great story, Penny. It's so good to talk to you, and congratulations on all that you've overcome. And Thank um, you so much. I know, and I know you can work to be the best person you, you know, to really let this stuff go. This, you shouldn't have to carry this around with you because when you do, it's like you're continuing the abuse, you know. He leaves, but there's still remnants of it. And I would love to see you get rid of that. So good luck with all of that and your daughter. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. Have a wonderful day. Take care. Uh, You too. Thanks. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. So we are out of time today. But if you have any comments or questions about today's show, you can email me at at randyfine.com. Com. may joy and serenity always be yours goodbye we hope you enjoyed today's show visit randyfine.com r-a-n-d-i-f-i-n-e.com and be sure to sign up to receive updates on the latest blog posts events and upcoming shows thank you for listening